Welcome to the Seven Figure Network podcast, folks. My name is Melford Bibbins, and today I'm joined by Christian Peters, and we were actually just having a really cool talk because Christian is building all around the globe. And I know that, um, you know, a lot of times I end up interviewing folks that are either building in Europe, building domestically in America, building in Asia, but they don't really spread the love quite as much as Christian is. So I'm very excited to talk to him today about, you know, what's going on today in the international market. Me being an American and, and you know, you guys know if you're an American or a Canadian, you probably haven't traveled off this continent too much since COVID, since all this other craziness is going on. So I really love to hear from folks who are globe trotting and being able to tell us exactly what's going on in different parts of the world for their idea of what needs to be happening in health, in business, in spirituality, the whole nine yards. So first and foremost, Christian, thanks so much for being on today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for inviting me. And it's an honor for me to be with, be with you on this podcast. Thank you, my friend. So so as a guy who's been in the industry for a long time, and we were just joking about that, that we're kind of old schoolers in this industry, I'd love to know what actually got you started in the first place. Like, what was that very first thing that got you to go, you know, this is my new path? Okay, how long do we have? <laughs> as long <laughs> as you want, my friend. This is just two friends talking. <laughs> All right. No, I'll keep. Uh, I'll do the short version, so it'll take about two hours. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> I'll schedule a little longer. <laughs> no problem. Now, um, uh, I was born and raised in the hospitality industry, so my parents had uh, hotels, restaurants, cafes, that that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I saw what the hard work was, so I thought I'm not going to do that. So I decided to become an architect. Um, I had my own firm for more than 22 years. Uh, I started real estate development. It's in the line of architecture, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but in the end, I was ending up working also 80, 90, 100 hours a week standard. Yeah. So in the end, money was there. Time was not there. Mm -hmm. And this is a lot. This is a trap, I guess, that many people fall into, including myself. And once you're there, um, like myself, I think, you don't know a way out. Because you think you're an architect and uh, that's how you're going to die as an architect. And what, what are you going to do? Yeah. So um, at one point in time, I was sitting on the couch. I was reflecting a little bit of what I did the last 5, 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And um, do I want to continue the next 5, 10, 15 years? And the answer was basically no. Gotcha. And uh, that's scared that you're going to do. And that's when I went up, I guess everybody on this call knows about Google, right? It's not a, <laughs> it's not a secret. And um, I found network marketing. Uh, I didn't know what it was. This is about 15 years ago now, one five. And um, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know about the type of products. I didn't know about the type of business. But, you know, somebody called me up and invited me how it's most of the time back in the days invited me to a meeting in some hotel etc so uh, i went there and basically uh, i thought i was in the wrong room um, because it was loud music those banners all the guys in uh, fantastic suits and the girls in fantastic dresses and um, then they started talking about products it was a, a nutritional supplement company at that time and i think hey, i'm an architect <laughs> i'm a real estate developer i'm in the wrong room here so I said to the to the person that invited me, well, thank you for inviting me, but um, I don't think this is for me. And he said, well, I can understand, but please stay till the second part after the break. Then we'll talk about business and that might interest you. And I thought, well, I'm here anyway, so I can drive one hour back with nothing or stay, you know, half an hour, listen to that and then drive one hour back. <laughs> 
So um, I stayed and uh, yeah, the second part about network marketing that grabbed my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so long story short, uh, I didn't start network marketing for the product. Mm-hmm. I could care less. No. Um, that makes me uh, unique in this market, I think, because most people die for the product that they that they have and come in in the business over the mm-hmm. product. Um, I could care less still. <laughs> I'm 15 years in this business, and I always say in my company, I'm the dumbest guy when it comes to product. I know <laughs> virtually nothing about the product, but I do business-wise pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started there, and basically the first three years were a major disaster. Um, they say every master was once a disaster. Well, here is one, um, because I was not teachable at all. So basically what I did, I continued the network marketing, what I was used to do for 20 years in architecture. And of course, everybody will say, yeah, Christian, but you know that it's never going to work. But once you are in that tunnel, uh, you don't see. So um, uh, 2011, uh, we had a a financial crisis. Maybe most of you guys uh, can remember that. And as an architect, Um, when your contractors are going bankrupt, then it's just a matter of time before they knock on your door. So um, I was close to bankruptcy myself and I had to make a choice. Uh, Listen to my head that said, whoa, no, 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 no. Or listen to my heart that said, Christian, you got to do something, you know? So in the end, I listened to my heart and um, I uh, sought help with my mentor at that time. The guy had 700,000 people in the US in a structure, was a multimillionaire. So I guess he did something right. And I went to him and said, hey, um, this is a situation. Are you willing to help me? And he said to me these words. He said, Christian, of course, I would. I was ready to help you three years ago, but you were stubborn enough. Yeah, true. Um, but I was not ready at that time or whatever. Um, but I'm ready now, I wanna go for it. He said, I got some questions for you. I said, well, shoot. He said, one is that, are you not gonna waste my time? I said, what do you mean? Well, you know what my position is, you know roughly what I earn. So every hour spent with you has to have some kind of value, otherwise it's an hour wasted and we cannot have that. So are you not gonna waste my time? Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> what else can you say? And the second question was, um, if I tell you to do something, will you follow up on that to a T? And um, I said, what are you going to ask me? <laughs> I tried to be smart. He said, it doesn't matter. Whatever I tell you, you just do it. I said, yeah, but if you ask me to stand on the roof and jump down, I'm not going to do that. And he looked at me, Christian. <laughs> I said, okay, okay, I'm in. So from that moment on, I worked one year part-time still with my two other businesses for about 10 to 12 hours a week mm-hmm. uh, with him. <clears throat> and after one year, I was at a point that I was replacing my income from two companies full-time in network marketing part-time with about 10 to 12 hours a week. So this is now a point that I want to go to with the people that I work with because this situation gives you options. Because now you can make a choice. And the choice that I made was that I built down my activities for my architectural work and I scaled up my activities in network marketing. 
And basically, that is what I'm still doing. I'm still an architect. Um, I'm doing still some projects because I just love that profession. And what I learned is that um, successful people eat their cake and ha have their cake and eat it too. So they don't choose. You don't have to choose. That's old school thinking. You can only do this or you can only do that. No, you can do everything, but you just have to be smart how to do that time-wise. So from that moment on, um, my train basically started running in network marketing. Um, I've been active in five companies. Mm -hmm. um, I brought four companies from the US to Europe very successfully. Mm -hmm. I'm now bringing one company from Europe to the US and Canada. Um, I can say we're also successful. And I reach in every company the highest uh, ranks that they have in their compensation plan. Mm -hmm. So what I always say is, if you do it once, uh, you can be lucky. <laughs> and that happens to a lot of people. If you do it twice, then you have to be very careful when you cross the road because there might be coming a train, a car, or something else. But if you do it three times, four times, or in my case, five times, mm -hmm. I think it's fair enough to say that it's no luck anymore. Yeah. I think it's fair enough to say that you understood something. And um, that knowledge is what I'm trying to give back now uh, to the industry, mm -hmm. uh, both in my own organization, but also externally. Um, because I feel that it is a duty. I get, I got that knowledge from somebody else. It's not for me to keep, but it's for me to pass on. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, you can call me a trainer if you like. Um, I don't care what, what kind of sticker you put on it, um, as long as we get the results and we get it done. Uh, that's all I care about. And what name you give it, hey, I'm, I'm cool with that. I love um, it. So, yeah, um, in those, well, 15 minus three, mm -hmm. uh, let's say 12 years, I've been able to produce a volume of around 100 million in sales. Mm -hmm. um, and I never sold one product in my life. So I teach people how to build a seven-figure income and a seven-figure business without selling. Mm. Um, because selling sounds nice, but the reality is that most people suck at selling. Mm -hmm. They don't like it. They're not able to do it. They are funny at it. And the end the result of the day is that they have no volume. Mm -hmm. So you can teach people how to sell, but that's a hard bargain to do. Um, or you develop a system, and this is the key word, a system, yes. where people don't have to sell. So everybody, regardless your background, regardless your, your situation in mm -hmm. life, Everybody can build this business if they are willing to follow up these steps. Mm -hmm. Again, this is a problem because we are all independent partners of a company. Okay. And um, that's what people like to make use of. It is a, yeah, but I'm an independent partner. I can do whatever I want. Uh, yes, you can. But do you have results? No, but I still want to do it my way. I don't want to do it your way because that feels uncomfortable. I say, yeah, that's the key. That's the key to success. You have to be uncomfortable because if what you know and do would lead to the success that you're looking for, you would have already been there. So you need to step out of that comfort zone. And yes, that feels uncomfortable by nature. And that's what we do. I teach people how to get comfortable doing uncomfortable things. And once you master that, you know, nothing is really a problem anymore. Not to say that there are no problems. 
but you grow bigger than your problems. So everything that comes on your way, you will find a way to master it. It's not an issue. Yeah. And once you are there, and that's what I learned from some of my mentors, um, well, like I always said, you know, they can take everything from me. They can take my houses away. They can take my cars away, my wife, my child, my money, everything you can take away from me. But the one thing that you cannot take away from me is what inside this head between those two ears. And that's the knowledge. That's how I was able to build five companies in a row without cross-recruiting in my old company. So I, I took not one person from my old company to the new company. Hmm. Because that's what so-called leaders do. Yeah. yeah, I come over and I take a thousand people or ten thousand people. Yeah, that's uh but I learned from my mentor, the guy with the seven hundred thousand people. Hey, if you want to change companies, by all means go. But leave your people there if they're happy. Mm -hmm. And that's what I put in my 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 ears. Yeah. And that's what I did. Of course, people came, but not because I asked them. Mm -hmm. but because they wanted to be with me in a new company. That's a different story. Yeah. I'm so glad and you made that point. That's how you, that's how you, you that create point. respect, loyalty, mm -hmm. uh, relationship. Um, and that's why I always say that network marketing is a people business. Mm -hmm. So any person that thinks that network marketing is about a product that you have, whatever product or service you have, I'm sorry to say, but you did not understand network marketing yet. No worries. You can always learn. But the fact is, you have to learn something. Hey, and this is a little bit about this little guy from the Netherlands living in Romania and Dubai and traveling all around the world now. Just about to start a world tour next week. So we're going three continents in a month, and um, we're going to have an awesome time there. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, you, you mentioned one thing that, that really got me, and I, and I love to hear you say that, and it was – you know, first and foremost, your your mentor said, "Don't waste my time," which I love. I love the fact that you said that. But something you said that that a lot of folks don't admit in this industry, even though I think it's going to become more pervasive, is that you cared about the the plan, you cared about the business. It wasn't about the products. And, and the reason I'm making that statement is because you know, you know, we love working with businesses. What we see is a lot more transitioning professionals. You know, nowadays what people are looking for is you know more men in this industry, more transitioning professionals, and they are going to care about a system and they're going to care about the monetary value of what they're building. Um, it's almost like affiliate marketing as opposed to network marketing where, you know, you don't, you're not really fully invested in the product. You're invested in making a profit off it because you know that product is going to help other people. So do me a favor and, and go a little deeper into how are you expressing that thought? Because again, it's, it's, I mean, you know, it's very counterintuitive to what basically everybody hears about network marketing, you know, you oh, product, 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 blah, 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 blah. How are you teaching your team to move away from that emphasis on being so product driven and put them in the position where they're building a business like a real business? Well, how I teach people is that the product is the fuel in the tank of the vehicle. So the tank is your company. Mm -hmm. And the vehicle is network marketing. Mm. So, yes, you can choose to drive on diesel or gas or benzene. Well, that's good. But it's still only the fuel. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I teach people, and this is maybe profound for most of the people that watch or listen this podcast, um, what I teach people is, and I even wrote, I'm going to do a little bit of self-promoting, a book about mm -hmm. it the world's best network marketing strategies. 
how to get 75% more result if you just don't talk about your product. Mm. Wow. So what I learned in my 15 years in network marketing is that there are basically four main reasons why people want to do something. And the first is health. Seems obvious, right? Mm -hmm. So if you are in a health product business, seems easy. Second thing is people need money. Maybe they call it different ways, but if you, you know, um, analyze it, you come, you come down to the topic money, but it's also kind of a, a kind of a taboo. Uh, nobody mm. is saying, oh, I need more money, you know, because they feel ashamed, whatever. Yeah. The third thing is time. Mm -hmm. That is my, was my thing, you know, at, when I started, I had the money. Mm -hmm. um, I was healthy, I thought at least, <laughs> but I had no time. So I started for the time thing. And the fourth thing, and this is really overlooked, is recognition. Mm -hmm. The number one reason why people leave a job is not the money. Mm -hmm. It's the lack of recognition, the lack of somebody saying, wow, man, you did an awesome job for me. Thank you. Yeah. So what I teach people to open their eyes, I'm going to try it right now with everybody that's looking to this podcast or listening to this podcast. Um, when I learn to talk to people in a reasonable way, like a person-to-person -person chat. And I act like I'm not a networker. I act like I have no products to sell. I'm just interested in you. Who are you? And I figure out by asking you some, some really targeted questions, and that's what I teach, of course. And I found out that your, your issue is health. What should I offer you first? the product or the business opportunity? Well, I think most people will say the product. Well, if you have a wellness, health and wellness product, of course. Um, I agree. If you talk to that person and you figure out that the topic of that person is money, what can provide that person with more money, the product or the business opportunity? I think everybody will agree with me that it is the business opportunity, right? If I figure out at this time, what can person more time, the product in itself or the business opportunity? I think everybody hopefully will say with me business opportunity. And if I figure out it is recognition, maybe it's called differently, but you can channel it down to those four. But I figure out it is recognition. What gives that person recognition? Is that our product or our business opportunity with our ranks and our whatever pins and whatever we do? So again, it would be business opportunity, right? So here is what we should have learned now. In 75% of the cases, when you approach it on my way, it would be more effective to lead in with the business opportunity rather than the product. What does 98% of all people in network marketing do? Product, 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 right? So here you go. This is a million dollar training. Mm -hmm. If you pick this up, if you do this, I guarantee you a million dollar volume. Thank you. So, um, Another thing is that if I, if you are, I don't want to call it selling, but if I 
build a relationship with a person leading with the business opportunity first, and he accepts that opportunity as a vehicle for him or her to solve whatever problem we discussed, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter anymore what kind of product I offer. I can come with any product in the world, whether it is a, a wellness product, a perfume, a cosmetic, a cleaning product, mm-hmm. a digital product. It doesn't matter one damn bit. So here you go. So what I learned from network, from Eric Worre, our, our great Eric Worre, <laughs> is that what we do in network marketing is an 80% in every company the same. 10% is your compensation plan, 10% is the product. So that means that most people spend 100% of their time, mostly part-time, mm-hmm. in 10% of their business being the product. I need to know everything about the product. No, you don't need to know a damn thing about your product. You don't need to know a damn thing about your compensation plan if you do it right. I'm the dumbest guy in my company probably when it comes to those two aspects. Uh, Probably I'm the smartest guy when it comes to the 80% of people. So now when I change companies, what do I need to change? Do I need to change my whole way of working with people, communication, et cetera? No. I just need to learn about the new comp plan. I need to learn a little bit about the, the new products and off we go. Mm. And I build a community, mm. Next Gen Biz for you, NGB for you. And all those people in that community came in over the business aspect. So I'm not going to do it. Get me right. But if the shit hits the fan and I have to change a company, Mm -hmm. what will happen with this community? Come right along with you. They just go where I go. Yes. Do I need to sponsor them? Do I need to cross-recruit them? No. Mm -hmm. So am I legally safe? Yes. So that's why I still earn money from other companies that I was in. Ah, beautiful. Because I don't recruit there. I don't need to recruit there. Smart. You know, I'm a leader. I'm strong enough to find new people and preferably people not out of the network marketing company, mm-hmm. but um, middle management, higher management, entrepreneurs, that kind of people, and help them transit into network marketing, train mm-hmm. them, mold them into network marketing like they did with me because I'm not a network marketing guy. I rolled into this business because I was searching. And there are millions and millions of people out there searching. Mm -hmm. But you have to speak the language of those people. Otherwise, you have a communication gap. Yes. So that's what I try to do. You know, I I say it as an example. If you go to the doctor, then the doctor does an amnese first right he asks you questions where do you have pain how long do you have pain if i touch mm-hmm. here does you do you have pain if i touch there do you have pain yeah. and when you say ah then based on his knowledge as a doctor he knows i ah, go two three days home rest and you'll be good or straight to the hospital you're going up for surgery well shouldn't we not do more or less the same as professional networkers first talk to a person figure out what his needs or wants are and then offer them a, a, a custom-made solution for those needs and the wants. Doesn't it sound logical that if you do it like that, 
that probably the response on that would be much bigger than mm -hmm. if you vomit your network marketing and your MLM shit products over people. That's what most people do. I'm sorry. I'm brutally honest here. So that's it. I appreciate the honesty. I really do. And it, well, it's funny because again, we were talking before we hit the record button. You know that you know we built working with professionals. We were building with transitioning folks and you know folks that had a much more of a professional background. And I love the fact that that's who you're going after. How are you actually getting these leads? You know, I mean, every I seem to talk to everybody. There's social media, this, that, the other thing. But you're going for folks who are actually accomplished business people and entrepreneurs already. How are you finding your leads? Because again, you're, every time you swapped, you replaced your whole team. I mean, not your whole team, but I know that you didn't do the whole, you know, bring people over. So how did you, how are you getting leads to blow yourself right back up to the tops of all these companies? The biggest overlooked channel is LinkedIn. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that, Christian. That does not get said on this show nearly enough. I so appreciate it. I didn't mean to interrupt, please. <laughs> because if you work with cold market because we advise people to start with warm market that not that they have to start a business not that they have to buy a product would be nice if they did but they don't have to mm -hmm. but those people have a network too and we are networkers so maybe through your aunt or your business colleague you know you come to somebody who is interested mm -hmm. if they are not yeah mm -hmm. but at one point you're going to start with the cold market and with the cold market you have no relationship because the reason why people do business with you is three things. One is they have to like you, they have to trust you, and they have to believe you. So with warm market, the like and the trust, hopefully, is there. <laughs> but the belief part is a problem. I was an architect, and I came to my warm market with nutritional supplements. What do you think? That they <laughs> believe? Oh, Christian, well, how fantastic that you come to us. No, they all thought I was, uh, I lost it. Right. <laughs> Maybe that sounds familiar to some of the people here. <laughs> but nobody told me at that time how that process worked. Mm -hmm. So if you go to the cold market, um, you have to build that relationship. That can go pretty quick, yeah. but nevertheless, you have to build it. So mm -hmm. you have to build the like, you have to build the trust, and you have to build the belief. Mm -hmm. If you go on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, which is amazing, but not for recruiting. Um, this is amazing for promotion. So yes, if you go on my Facebook profile, if you go on my Instagram, if you go on my TikTok, you will find me all over. But that's not the place where I recruit. Mm -hmm. That's just, I be there. Yeah. So if people, you know, search or do something, they might find me. Well, that's nice. But the, the big advantage from LinkedIn is that there are professionals on that platform already looking. Yes. So I have to do one step less than I have to do if I do it somewhere else. And it's I, so easy. Yeah, you know, I, I, I apologize. I don't mean to interrupt, but thank you so much for saying that, Christian. It's like, I can't believe how few people understand that people are on LinkedIn looking for opportunities. Like everybody thinks LinkedIn is just another social media site where people are just poking around and trying to talk about themselves and everything else. They are actively searching for opportunities on there and nobody else has taken advantage of it. So again, I apologize to interrupt, but I, I just, I had to again compliment you on the fact that you're being so smart about using LinkedIn as to me, the ultimate source for your most powerful business builders you could possibly find. And what we have to understand is that most of those guys and girls on LinkedIn mm -hmm. are searching with those blinders on like horses have. Mm, great point. 
So they look at this direction, it's called a job. So if you just put your MLM shit, network marketing shit out there, mm -hmm. they will make no connection and they will say, no, thank you. Oh, you are the fifth one that's connecting me for <laughs> marketing. Yeah. So our job is to see if we can move that person with the blinders on from there to there. Because here you can see something totally different than here. Mm -hmm. So our job is to get from a no, a yes. Mm -hmm. So that's another point. If you get a no, and maybe that happened to you one or twice when you are in network marketing, mm -hmm. you have to understand that no is the normal to be expected answer. Well said. Just look at yourself. If I ask you to go out, step on the roof and jump. No. What are you going to do? Oh, yes. Chris, <laughs> yeah, right. No, of course not. See, it's out of your world. Mm -hmm. You see all kinds of dangers and, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. That's the same thing if we add, uh, we go to a person that's looking for a job. Hey, are you looking to, to start something for yourself, a business on your own? It's called network marketing. Oh, no. So you have to learn to qualify people that are willing to go with you from that here job thing to here that own your own business thing. Mm -hmm. And it depends on you how many people a day or week or per month are you transferring from the one side to the other side. Mm -hmm. No guarantee that once they are here that they will start, but at least you got them there. So when I get a no, I'm not disappointed mm -hmm. because I already expected that no. <laughs> but I'm qualifying that person if I am willing to work for a yes with that person mm -hmm. based on some qualifications. And that's the hardest part. That is not that's kind of a feeling that you have mm -hmm. with that person, right? Yeah. Or what is the background, et cetera. But it's not based on the watch or the car or the clothes mm -hmm. or whatever. Right. I could care less. Yeah. But it's more about the non-tangible things that you are looking for in a person, driven, entrepreneurial, open-minded, ready for change, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that is hard to teach because you have to develop a feeling for that. Yes. And what, what I always say, what I do with a person is I'm like a scanner at the airport, right? You go to the airport and you have to stand at it. So that's what I do when I see a person. I do. <laughs> and in 95% of the case, I'm right. Wow. But how that you, is how, how you develop it over 10, 15 years of doing that with people. Can, can you give a tip on how to open this conversation up? I mean, I don't want to, like, everybody's looking for scripts. I don't want a script because obviously, you know, all scripts do is hamstring people. <laughs> it's, scripts usually do worse for people than they do better. So, but what's the mindset of when you're opening up this conversation? Because, you know, obviously, if you're a personable person, you know, I mean, it's, you're, you've got this thing drilled down over all these years. But for somebody who's watching now who never thought about going to LinkedIn, but now this is all making so much sense to them, thank goodness that it's all making sense to them. How would you, how are you opening up these conversations? Okay. You know what? Let me ask two questions, if you don't mind. First, how are you finding the right people to talk to? And secondarily, how are you opening that first conversation once you find the right person? Again, on LinkedIn, please. Nobody ever teaches LinkedIn. I'm so happy we're talking, we're teaching this stuff. <laughs> so how do I find those people? I yes, don't please. qualify at all. I, I throw everybody in the tunnel. Okay. If I if I see they're looking, 
boom, in the tunnel. So, so are you doing a, are you doing a, are you doing a search for folks who are looking for new opportunities? Yeah. Okay. Got I can, you know, I go to Toronto next mm-hmm. week. So if I want to have people there, I go on LinkedIn. I said, looking for opportunity, Toronto. Well, LinkedIn will show me a list with, I don't know how many people in Toronto. And I just, you know, um, try to get in contact with them. Yeah. So how do I open a conversation? Well, first mm-hmm. of all, I need to have the contact because mm-hmm. otherwise we cannot communicate. Yep. So that is very cold because um, LinkedIn, you know, um, uh, well, there is a science to it, but um, my advice is let your profile not be too obvious that you are a network marketeer Mm -hmm. if you are new. So if you have no credits, if you have nothing to to show for, um, because people go to my profile and say, yeah, but you have a different profile. Yeah, but I do this 15 years. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to be uh, Michael Schumacher or Lewis Hamilton, uh, yes. yeah, they drive also a little bit faster than you probably, right? <laughs> so you have to take that in consideration. Mm-hmm. So um, first you have to make the contact. And once you have the contact that you can chat with each other, mm-hmm. um, the first thing I would do is get them off LinkedIn as quickly as possible. Yeah. Meaning I want to do a video call because if the distance is long, I want to do a video call. Mm-hmm. I don't want to chat back and forth days after days. So I want to have them on a video call. If they don't want to come on a video call, I'm basically done already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smart. And once they come on a video call, I just start the same way as I just explained. I'm trying to figure out what is their need or their want by asking them targeted questions. There is no difference in approach. Yeah. The only thing is that we have something in network marketing called the Ford or the form method. Mm-hmm. So F, family, O, occupation, R, recreation, and M or D is motivation or dreams. Mm -hmm. So with these four topics, in whatever situation you are at a family gathering, in a bus, you you walk the dog, or you are on LinkedIn, you can always start with one of those four topics. And if you are on LinkedIn, obviously, it might be going about occupation, Mm -hmm. right? But the structure is always the same. And it doesn't matter if I go to Canada or Vietnam, mm-hmm. it's the same. I just want to talk to you. I want to be human. There is a reason why we have two ears and one mouth, right? We should listen more than we talk. So I ask targeted questions to hear what is that person saying yeah. and then analyze what is one of those four time, um, uh, money, recognition, or health. What is his main issue? And once I figured that one out, I try to offer them a custom-made um, a proposal for that. Mm-hmm. What's uh, is there a certain? And again, I don't want scripting, even though I'm, I'm basically asking for it, but I don't want it. Um, what? How do you actually just get the conversation? I mean, are you really just reaching out to folks saying, "Hey, I see you're looking for an opportunity," or like what? How? Or are you just saying, "Hey, I, I saw you on LinkedIn. Just wanted to drop you a note and say hello." You know, because that seems kind of weird to just ping people out of the blue. But what, what's working? to just like what's the very first thing that you're saying to folks to get that conversation going to the point where you can then challenge them to the video call and determine if they're going to pass that first level. Of, uh, of clearance, if you will. Well, it's exactly what you said. You know, hey, I saw that you're looking for a new opportunity. Straight and easy. Uh, yeah. Is that still the case? Because not everybody updates their profile so, Ooh, so often. I like that. So sometimes, but they did not update their profile. So that's my first question. You know, hey, I saw you're looking for a new opportunity. Is that still the case? And when they say, yeah, I still am. Then I say, well, what I would like to do is I would like to get to know you, and I hate chatting, 
So I would like to organize a video call for Zoom or Messenger or WhatsApp, whatever mm -hmm. is best for you, yeah. um, so that we can get to know each other and see if we are fit, yes or no. When would it, when would it be a good time for you? Mm -hmm. I love that. Uh, can you tell me, it, you know, every country has its own personality. You know, Americans are known for being very outgoing, the whole nine yards. When you're on LinkedIn, obviously, you're, you're dealing with an international crowd. Are you noticing that some countries need to be handled drastically differently than other countries? Or are you just, let's get them on the phone, let's get them on the video, let's talk to them and just see what kind of person they are? The, the thing is, the key word is duplication. Mm -hmm. So if I had to do something different in America than I do in Vietnam, wouldn't duplicate. I basically, effed it up. <laughs> because how then I have to teach in Vietnam something different than in America, and probably mm -hmm. in Spain something different than in Hungary. Yeah. So what you want to do, and that's I think the basis of my success, that I have a system that works all over the world. Because how many times I cannot tell you that people said, "Yeah, but Christian, you got to understand, people from America are different than people in Europe." You hear it all or the time. <laughs> people in Asia are different than people in America, mm -hmm. and I, I figured it so far out that it doesn't give one damn bit if you do what I tell you to do. Mm -hmm. Simple. Yeah. No, that's great. Hey, uh, if if you're restarting today, which I mean, again, this you're the perfect person to ask because you've restarted several times. But folks, you know, obviously don't have your 15 years of experience. They don't have your they don't have your radar scan device to be able to figure somebody out in, in just a couple of seconds. Can you can you give one, two, three, however many you'd like? But can you give a few tips to somebody who's starting today as to what would be the the best way to get started in this new business? So you know they've got no list. They might not even have a LinkedIn account. You know they're starting from dead nuts, nothing. What what would be the first one, two, three, as many as you want to give things that you would do if you're re started with you know no linkedin list no love nothing just you know getting started today what would you do well the first thing that everybody in network marketing has to become is a master inviter because everything after inviting can technically be done for you mm, nice point but the one thing that nobody can do or will do for you is inviting yeah so that's what we focus on inviting and then we do that in what we call the movie and movie trailer strategy. Mm. Because the traditional role of a movie trailer is to make it interesting for a person to go watch the movie, right? So in the beginning, you are new. You don't know about the product. You don't know about the conversation plan. You probably don't know about people. So you are stumbling and you're talking more nonsense than, than relevance when you talk to people. Yes. So you should not wonder that the people are running away scared with you. <laughs> so how do we solve that? Well, if you are in a good nest, I hope for you, then there is a sponsor or an upline leader that is willing to help you. Then you ask that person, hey, sponsor, hey, upline leader, um, I'm new in this business. I, I'm committed. Um, can you help me? Mm -hmm. And what you do is that you learn how to invite people to go talk to your sponsor or upline leader. Mm. Your sponsor or upline leader should be a qualified person and be able to close people. Mm -hmm. Then that sponsor or upline leader closes the people that you invited in your team. Mm -hmm. And therefore your team grows and you start earning money, not because you are doing the majority of the work, 
but your sponsor or upline leader is doing the majority of the work. Mm -hmm. So you do that for a limited time, of course. And whenever possible, you are with your sponsor upline leader to watch and listen. What is that person doing? How is he saying that? What mm -hmm. is he not saying? Evaluate after the call or after the meeting. Why was this good? Why was this not good? And then step by step, you take over pieces from that sponsor. Until, of course, you have the whole presentation, yeah. not as your sponsor, mm -hmm. but like your sponsor or upline leader, because mm -hmm. you are a different person. So you yeah. should not be the same. That's an impossibility. Mm -hmm. But there is always like that person. Yeah. And gotcha. from that moment on, you become the movie for the new people who are brought by the people in your structure who brought in by your sponsor upline leader. So if they bring people in, now you can become mm -hmm. the movie. Yeah. And they are your movie trailer. And if you do this right, and I agree, this is some manual work and it will cost time. And some mm -hmm. people will say, well, I do everything automated. Um, I don't believe in that. Um, I do believe that automation is a real big part of what we do right now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I follow Eric Worre again. 70% is automation. 30% is still, or 80, 20, 70, 30, whatever you want, is still uh, personal contact manual work. Yeah. And if you do it right, you get the duplication so quick that, you know, you cannot even handle the people if you do it really good. Wild. Hey, some, something we hear. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So um, if you got these systems and procedures in place, um, then it just works like clockwork mm -hmm. and everybody knows what to do. So I can put people on the table with a guy in Vietnam that I sponsored because I know exactly what a guy in Vietnam does because I taught him. Yeah, love that. And nowadays with the online stuff, it doesn't matter if that guy is from Vietnam or he lives in the in the town next to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I just I just pick a person that is suitable. Yeah, no, that's great. And if he lives in Vietnam, right, then he lives in Vietnam. All good. Let's go. Yeah. No, that's great. Hey, a lot of times you hear folks talk about, you know, trainers want you to use tools. You know, they, they think that the base of duplication is, you know, don't put anything on yourself, make it so it's just the tool. That way everybody knows they can do it. Is that what you do? Because I know that like you're, and again, you've, when, when we're thinking about somebody a little newer, somebody that hasn't had 15 years of experience, somebody that can't scan somebody and know the right answers within 10 seconds, you know, are, are you in, do you want people to lean on their tool? Because before you said, you know, it's, you're in, you're in charge of the invitation, the upline is in charge of doing the closing and the presentation. Is that what you're considering to be the tools, the upline, or do you still buy into the fact there needs to be some sort of tool to bring some sort of duplication to that. And, and the reason I'm asking is because a lot of times the tools bounce back to the product a lot. The, the, the tools tend to emphasize product and then opportunity like this instead of the way that you're teaching things. So how do you feel about the whole using tools situation? Yes, I'm all for tools. Mm -hmm. You know, send a carpenter out without a hammer and a screwdriver. He's lost, right? Amen. Um, so yes, I do believe in tools. Um, but all the tools that I use are tools that I developed. Ah, so I work totally autonomous, autonomously from the company. I don't mm -hmm. use hardly any anything from the company. Mm -hmm. um, again, I want to get people sold on the network marketing part first and mm -hmm. then introduce them to whatever product I have at that time. Gotcha. So as a leader, 
you have to develop workable and um, uh, workable and uh, visualize things and workable tools for your organization. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. I got a complete system. It's called System for Success, where I take people from zero by the hand to become a professional networker. Mm. And um, there is a saying, you can't lead a horse to the water, but you can make a drink. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. I lead people to the water, but I can't force them to drink. Yeah. But the people who do drink have success. The people who don't drink, probably not. Yeah. All good. Not my problem. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well said. I know that you love providing training to the whole industry as well as just your team. So you were just talking about your system for success. Is that in the book that you contributed to? Where where can folks find out more about this? Because I mean, this is revolutionary stuff. I mean, it's a, I'll be honest with you. People on my show usually don't talk this way. They're certainly not prospecting LinkedIn. They're certainly not doing it your way. So how can folks that are watching learn more about you, learn about what your system is, and, and have access to some of the stuff you're teaching? This, this is amazing stuff. Best thing is if you, if you search for me on Facebook, Christian J. Peters. Christian with double A. Um, and if you have questions or whatever, feel free to send me a messenger. Say that you come from the podcast with Melford. And then I also know where you come from. <laughs> and I'm happy to answer more questions on that. So no problem. Beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate it. One last question I just want to ask, and is, I just can't wait to hear the answer to this. What's your six-month goal? What's my six-month goal? Yeah. Um, well, currently we are in a rough phase. Um, because we had some issues with our company. Ooh. So uh, we had to do some repair work. Okay. Uh, also, that happens when you work with a startup company. Mm -hmm. um, uh, things are bound to go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. So um, nothing new there. <laughs> but uh, in the dimension as they did, um, it was a little bit hard. We covered everything now, so we got everything back on track. So don't worry. <laughs> um, but uh, therefore, we are now in the phase that we can look forward. So we are not, um, we were in a reactive phase, and now we are going into proactive phase. Mm -hmm. um, so if you ask me for my six months goal, um, I never worked uh, in, in that way. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't teach my people in that way. Mm -hmm. um, I teach them with, uh, with vision boards and mood boards. Okay. Um, to to let them see what are the short-term goals, the 30 to 60-day goals, the 90-day goals, uh, the one-year goals, and the two or three-year goals, mm -hmm. um, to teach them how to set goals, to teach your subconsciousness um, how to set goals and realize goals, because that is what most people never learn. No. They were in a job, so you were working for somebody else's goals, but not your own goals. Well said. Um, so that's what, I, that's what I teach people. And the thing about the subconsciousness is if you teach it how to reach small goals, mm -hmm. then it, it cannot make the difference mm -hmm. between small and big. So if you teach small goals and you learn to achieve them, then achieving the bigger goals is just a matter of time. Mm. Just doing more of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really well said. Um, so that's mainly what, what <laughs> I've been doing right now. Um, like I said, I'm going on a world tour next week. Uh, to some continents to talk to people and and get them uh, in that in that system, show them that system because we got a lot of new people on board. Mm -hmm. um, and we also and this is just honesty. Um, what you see typically in network marketing is that when a company starts, um, what they build is an army of product lovers. That's mm -hmm. how I call it. Exactly. Take any company. 
Um, but then there comes a phase afterwards where those people think, hey, um, I heard somebody that there was also a business opportunity that you can make money with it. But in the meanwhile, they structured their whole business totally wrong because yeah. they signed people up wrong in the, in the structure, whether you have a binary system or a unilevel system or matrix, whatever you have. So all of that needs to be corrected. And uh, that's a hell of a job. <laughs> so that's what we, what we did now. Um, and we got most of the people that really want to work back on track mm -hmm. and now we can push them, push them forward. So, um, to be honest, a real six month goal, uh, no, uh, really, uh, get the people moving. And from there we can set the goals. Love it. Fantastic. Christian Peters, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate the fact you brought a very different angle to the show today and you, and you taught actionable steps. You know, this wasn't theory. You actually taught people what to do. So thanks again for being on today. I really, really appreciate it. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Yeah, it was my pleasure, my honor. So I hope that people watching and listening that they have some value from this, uh, from this podcast. Like I said, if you have any questions, feel free to contact me. Uh, always happy to help where I can. And Melford, thank you for having me on. It was really a pleasure and honor for me. Thank you, Christian. And good luck with your mission. I, I know the World Tour is going to go great for you. Thank you. 